What's the small beginnings that you can scale up? And how do you take the small action and do more of it and more of it and more of it? And how through that process do you learn to get better and better? Beware the grand innovation plan and commit to relentless innovation. This kind of you know, every day making a difference that will add up to the grand change that you want. If your heart doesn't break at the state of our society today, then stop listening now. This podcast is for those who want to make a big difference to their city, their neighbourhood, their work or even their own lives, but don't know where to start. Because even though the difference makers didn't get us into this mess, we are the ones with the drive and the belief to get us out of it. My name is Kelvin Campbell, I'm an urbanist and a writer. And I'm here today with my friend and colleague, uh, Liam Black, um, who's a social entrepreneur and a writer. He is. Uh, written a good number of books, and uh, he's been thinking about the whole question of social enterprise his entire life, and been involved deeply in this, in this, uh, in this world. Um, his book, uh, How to Lead with Purpose, um, is fantastic, because on the front it says, woo-woo free and no bullshit. So I think we've got to try and make this a commitment in our podcast Absolutely. to follow exactly those same sort of principles. So um, you've, you've plugged my book. Let me plug yours. It's a bit, uh, so this is um, uh, 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 Calvin's book, uh, Making Massive Small Change. And it's just full of stories, anecdotes, quotes, diagrams, fantastic graphics about people all over the world who are involved in trying to change the world, but not with big, grandiose strategies, but with small, radical, incremental steps that get them there. And our contention is that all of those together, that's what's going to bring the big change, not huge top-down change. So our uh, uh, excellent uh, uh, director, Jo, uh, when we were talking to her about uh, trying to lure her in to be our director, said, um, so what's it all about then? What's the elevator pitch? And I said, well, if we ask Kelvin to do an elevator pitch, we're going to have to rent the Empire State Building or something like that. Because, you know, it's going to be a long one. So then she said, jokingly, well, what, what would you write on the back of an envelope? So we have done that. We have written on the back of an envelope. We haven't seen each other's uh, um, uh, words about what we think this massive small podcast is about and who it might be for. So you go first. In our increasingly complex world, the massive small purpose is to reconcile the conflicts and release the potentials between our top-down systems of government and the bottom-up needs of people to build a better society. Oh, great, I love that. That's really, that's really great. Okay, mine is everyday entrepreneurs and social innovators are investing in and starting and growing businesses to change the world. The collective power of these people will have a massive impact for good. Brilliant. I yeah. wish I had met you earlier. Um, <laughs> You could have helped write the book. A shorter book. A much shorter book. <laughs> What's this all about then? Just get t talk me through what we think we're going to cover. How can we initiate? How can we drive? And how can we sustain change in all its forms? Whether it's behavioural change, social change, policy change, or at best, system change, and probably the most difficult, systems change. And we call it the massive small way of doing things. Uh, sometimes we call it radical incrementalism. Sometimes we talk about evolution rather than revolution, and we'll try and unpack these terms as we go forward yeah. and explain what we mean. The easiest way for us to talk about this is through three quotes. So some of these people have been around for some time. Certainly the first person, Leopold uh, Kaur, 
is a wise old economist and a political scientist. Uh, he wrote, when something is wrong, something is too big. Mass is small for us is the antidote to the big, single vision, grand plan, soundbite driven culture that never delivers the kind of change we want. So there's a good way of starting the whole question of bigness. And we'll, we'll, we'll go through this as a, as a topic, yeah. both on your, your side and my side as we, as we move forward. Look, if anything that we've learned in the last few years is that we don't know what's going to be happening in six months' time, in a year's time. So the idea that we would build a strategy around what we think the world is going to look like in 10 years' time with all the change that's going on is madness. Yeah. Um, and part of the, what I want to really challenge as well in this podcast is this idea that until you have this perfect plan, until you, ha you know what the cash flow is going to look like in year eight, um, uh, then you shouldn't start. I think my perspective is, if you've got a really good idea for change, start. There's great power in starting and don't wait for the big. Yeah, start by starting, learn yeah. by doing is going to be an important theme. 100%. And I think what you said links into the second quote by Peter Senge, who's a system scientist. He talks about seeing cities and, and businesses as complex adaptive systems that can't, we can't use mechanistic ways of running these kind of these kind of systems. We must see ourselves much more as gardeners. He says, most strategic initiatives driven from the top down fall at the outset. So we've, we've kind of missed a point there, missed mm. a trick there, because we haven't been able to get these big issues down to the person on the ground where it really matters. So I think the mass of small will show us how we can harness the collective power of many small ideas and actions and scale them up. So smallness alone won't solve the problem. It's the scaling up of smallness, which will be the, be the challenge. Yeah, totally. I totally agree with that. And one of the things I talk about in the book is all of those people who are stuck into making change often feel very lonely and isolated because uh, it's bloody hard. Um, uh, so I hope that one of, the, one of the really positive things about this podcast will be people listening out there who do feel isolated and lonely and that their little thing uh, might be not enough in the, the, given the challenges that the world face, will feel included in this conversation and that there are so many people out there doing that. Yeah, if we can bring the power of the small, we have a much better chance of delivering change. And that's been proven through generations of history. The big strategic plan never seems to work, never seems to work. I think you had a quite experience with uh, with one of your colleagues that I read in the book, was it Martin Neary? He uh, was the Director General of the Prison Service in England and Wales for seven years and literally got the job because nobody else wanted it. He got it very young, I think he was 43 or something. When he, he first um, uh, was applied for it, they said to him, that's really, that's really great, Martin, but go away and get some more experience. And then they phoned him up a couple of weeks later, the headhunters, and said, I think we need to talk. And so he took over the, um, uh, the prison service. He is uh, a real massive small proponent, I think. And he says in the book, beware the grand innovation plan and commit to relentless innovation. This kind of you know, every day making a difference that will add up to the grand change that you want. And his thing was about decency. And so, if, uh, and so he said, in every interaction I have, whether it's the prison officers or with people in prison or the government, I will talk about decency and we'll make all of those little changes that will bring about the bigger change. So beware the grand innovation plan, I think is something we should all, if you're involved in any sort of change, should have stuck up on your fridge and in your office. Yeah. Third quote, which I think is, is very relevant to both our worlds, is D. Hock, who is another leading business thinker. 
Simple, clear purpose and principles give rise to complex, intelligent behaviour. Complex rules and regulations give rise to simple, stupid behaviour. We're riddled with complex rules and regulations. We've actually been guilty of stupid behaviour for a long time now. So I think Master Small will show us how we can lead with uh, simple, clear purpose and principles by creating the enabling protocols, the enabling conditions, and the enabling leadership. But I'd like to touch on purpose because your book talks about how to lead with purpose. Purpose is, is, like, is up there, isn't it, with leadership, innovation, sustainability as one of those words and concepts about which more bullshit is talked than you can find a shovel to deal with. I agree, with. I agree. Yeah. Um, uh, so I was very, wanted to be very clear in the book that when I talk about purpose, the people I'm addressing in the book are the entrepreneurs, the leaders, who are driven by a strong sense of social purpose. I want to solve homelessness. I want to make a difference to the climate. I want to invent technology that's going to make it easier for poor people to get access to markets. So when I talk about purpose, I talk about the, the core driver that's linked to the change that you want to see. Obviously, within there also is the idea that one's purpose is the thing that drives you, it's the thing that gets you out of bed. But I'm interested in those people, um, uh, leaders, entrepreneurs, investors, that are driven by wanting to put a social purpose or an, an environmental purpose or reason at the heart of their work, their investing, their leadership. And, and this is what the series is for, is those people who, who want to make a difference. I'd like to think there's some enlightened politicians out there. They're probably victims of outdated thinking and, and outdated ideologies that were invented at different times and had different priorities. And I imagine that they all face these incredibly wicked problems on a daily basis, like how to solve the housing crisis or the whole question of social exclusion or maybe a question around the environment. That there would be an audience to, to this podcast series as well. I, re I really, really hope so. And I think there are a lot of you know, policymakers, politicians at, at local, regional and national level who are driven by a passion to really change things. I think there's still a lot of idealism out there, sometimes poisoned and soured, by systems that make it very, very difficult. So, and then at the other end of the spectrum, uh, I really want grassroots people all over the world in their communities who are trying to make yeah. a difference with the local park or the, the way in which traffic comes through their community or they're trying to create jobs for people. At that level, at granular level, we'll find what we're saying interesting and useful too. Um, and I think I, I'd love us to explore on this part the tension that there is between the small and the massive. Yeah. You know, uh, and, and how do um, all of those small incremental radicals that are out there and innovators that are out there, does it, apt, does it add up to more than simply lots of interesting small things uh, that isn't going to change things at, at the scale we need them to or not? Every day, social entrepreneurs are looking for investment. Uh, they're out there pitching, um, you know, sick and tired of doing it, having to say the same things. And there's a number of things that potential investors always say. And one of the things they always say is, how is this going to scale? Yeah. And then they go into, and often the entrepreneurs are forced to you know, be, talk about future truths, one of Tim Schmidt's great phrases, meaning uh, lying yeah. <laughs> about the future. Oh yeah, we'll, we're this year 10,000 people, five years time, a million people. And I understand why investors want to do that. They want to make sure that their money is having the biggest bang for the buck. But this idea of, you need to prove to me now how this can scale, otherwise I'm not going to um, invest in you, I think stymies so much great stuff yeah. 
yeah. um, around uh, around the world. And there's a, an increasing pushback on that in the sort of impact investment, social investment world that we need to think differently about how capital connects with really good ideas. Yeah, I mean, scale is a is a term that's used quite loosely. It's it's quite a you know what do we mean by scale? What do we mean by scalability? And um, often it it requires putting in place the conditions for yeah. scalability to happen, which we don't do. You know, we often say, by scale, quite often we just mean growth, yeah. which means more of the same. But actually scale doesn't just mean that. It means how can you actually, through the process, create outcomes that you would never have predicted, yeah. which is classically what happens in complex adaptive systems. Yeah. Um, they, they are unpredictable. But with the ingenuity of people, given the potential and given the conditions, um, to, to, and, and given the enabling leadership as well, uh, change happens. And wonderful things, wonderful things happen as a result of that. Because yeah. the last thing an investor wants to hear is, we're looking for unpredictable results. Yeah. What they want to hear is, we're looking for that result, particularly when it comes to uh, the return on the money that they're putting in. And I think that if we are, and I have this conversation all the time, I mean, I'm one of those investors and I, I meet lots of them all of the time, is we need to bring a much more nuanced, clever understanding to what actually does scale mean yeah. and really how uh, silly is it to predict, think that you can predict how social change through a business is going to happen. Yeah, I mean, Marcus Aurelius, he said, uh, the past is spent and gone, the future is uncertain, you have to manage in the present. So in projecting ahead, all you're doing is you're just projecting an idea about where you might be going. Yeah. You can never predict an exact, exact outcome. So therefore, therefore, to have a fixed end state, which is what a master plan process sets out to achieve, in 25 years' time, you're talking about your time scale is less. Now, I'm talking about a 25 years. Yeah. Tell us what this place will look like in 25 years' time. Give us a picture. Give us a vision. And, and, and give us all the right words. You know? Give us something that's, that's really going to galvanize action. Yeah, I need to convince my investment committee. Give me that's, a really good story. In our instance, you need to convince who's, who's going to be funding it. And you're going to need to convince uh, your community that this is something they want. And that's the challenge all the time. And quite often when those things happen like that, they don't happen. How can you create small beginnings? What's the small beginnings that you can scale up? And how do you take the small action and do more of it and more of it and more of it? And how through that process do you learn to get better and better? Yeah. And I think this series will focus on three things, people, places, and politics but putting it together with social purpose uh, and then exploring the dynamics and how do we maximize the impacts between, between all of these. On the front of your excellent book, um, ideas, tools, and tactics. Yes. You know, I think that if we end up just, you know, the people um, listening and tuning in going, well, that was an interesting abstract discussion about interesting stuff. Good. Much better that people are able to go away from this. So at least one or two very practical ideas, tools, understanding about tactics, about how they can make their uh, 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 radical incrementalism even better. And I think if there's any active citizens out there who are also looking for change, but just don't know where to start, yeah. um, or where to put their efforts, um, join us, uh, yeah. because uh, all of us can be massive small agents of change. We can, yeah. So I really look forward to talking to you uh, more about this, and I hope everyone will tune in next time.